Plus two yesterday and the high of zero today. It's a beautiful morning start again uh, already because it's hardly any wind and we're in single digits. Minus four, Regina and Moose Jaw. There is a school, of course, today. It's a regular school day, at least here in Regina. To start off, there will be rotating strikes in the province tomorrow, but will not affect schools in Regina even tomorrow. But on Thursday, your pickup times might be a few hours earlier because public schools... Uh, well, class is out at noon for elementary and one for high schools. Regina Catholic schools say end times will be uh, different depending on the school, but the division hasn't really uh, said much more on what those times might be. So uh, check with your school. Pay attention to Edsby, the account. Your kids' uh, information is on there with all their schoolwork, and uh, often they'll update you there on social media, and we will, of course, pass it along as we get the information here too. Morgan Allen is coffee quality manager for Everyday Kitchen. And uh, a few weeks back, I was in the Everyday Kitchen there, the new location out on the east side of the city. And I bumped into Morgan, had a conversation about making the perfect cup of coffee. And I thought, man, we got to get you on the show so you can uh, share what you know about coffee with everyone else. So he joins me now. Morgan, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. How do you think a good quality cup of coffee is made? Does it start with the bean, my man, or not? Yeah, absolutely it does. You know, a great fresh roast, that's where it all begins. You know, if your coffee is too old or, you know, isn't a good quality, then you're kind of uh, left hanging from the beginning. Are there best before dates on coffee beans? Do they have to? Well, they don't. I mean, in, in, in grocery stores, they probably do. But I think a lot of times with some of those companies, those best before dates are way too long. You're going to lose a lot of what you need to make a great cup of coffee before it's ever bought uh, off of the shelf. So, you know, I mean, you're not going to run into like uh, dangerous issues or mold or that type of thing. But um, you definitely, you know, you you want to be looking to to drink your coffee about say three months after it's roasted, uh, depending on the roast level. What about the quality of coffee? You're getting ready with the kids. You want a good cup of coffee. Some use K cups. Some use a French press, like I do. How do we make the perfect cup of morning to get us up and going in the morning? So I, this is one of the things I I, I really try to to push on people is getting a cheap kitchen scale and weighing out the coffee, you know, not just like using scoops or eyeballing it, but actually weighing out how much coffee you're using. And then I also weigh out the water and I use a ratio of like one to 17, one to 16, and that will make a really great cup of coffee. Freshly ground helps a lot as well. Um, If you grind the coffee too far ahead of of brewing it, you're, again, just going to lose a lot of that flavor. You want to use filtered water at the very least. I actually, we sell these little packets of of minerals, uh, and I use those at home. You add it to distilled water, and it gives you the perfect water uh, composition for brewing coffee. Incidentally, we talked about beans. My mom used to keep hers in the freezer. Uh, Oh, yeah. You don't need to do that with a fresh uh, bag of beans that is probably going to last you uh, two to three months at best, do you? No, definitely not. If you just have, you know, your everyday bag of coffee and and you're going to be brewing it within, you know, the month or two, I would definitely keep it out of the freezer. Good to know. Good to know. Morgan Allen is my guest. Coffee quality manager with Everyday Kitchen. Does it hurt to warm your coffee up in the microwave? (laughs) I wouldn't. uh, Yeah, it definitely, it'll affect, you know, the composition. It'll affect the flavor. 
of the coffee by by warming it up. It's it's one of those things that people like me we try not to judge people on doing that. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Allen is my guest, coffee quality manager. He even teaches classes on coffee. What could I possibly learn at a, a class with you? Anything that that you want on brewing coffee. We have um, four different classes. We do. Uh, we have a pour over class. We have an espresso class. Uh, we have a milk steaming and latte art class. Uh, and then we have a coffee tasting class. How did you ever get interested in coffee so much? I got a job when I was 20, and I didn't know almost anything about coffee at the time. When I started there, right, it was at uh, Roca Jack's when it was around. And, you know, they were a local roaster, and they had these different origins of coffees on the shelf. And, and I had no idea about that even before I started there. And something about that, it just enticed me. It, it drew me in. And the more that I learned about coffee, just the more I fell in love with it, the more I wanted to know. Love to shop local. Is Saskatchewan producing some good uh, coffee beans here? Yeah, there are a couple. You know, we don't have a ton of of local roasters, but we do have a few in Regina and around the province. No coffee is, at least for harvest and production, is, is grown in Canada. We import it all from, you know, places like Central and South America, Africa, uh, Indonesia, you know, all those places, and then roast them up from there. Do you teach a class on roasting your own coffee in your home? Uh, I, I don't teach anything like that yet, okay. no. All right, cool. But I do, I do roast coffee at home. Morgan, where uh, can we find out about what your class is? What do we need to know? It is online, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you follow the Everyday Kitchen on, on social media, they always post on there. Um, if you go onto our website, the classes that are available, purchase, and then you can, you can find what works for you, which classes you want to take, and go from there. Thanks, Morgan. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah, sad to hear. Toby Keith has passed away. He's been battling stomach cancer the last couple of years. And uh, if you had uh, the 90s as your soundtrack to your youth, you know how important he was in the 90s of country music. He and Garth Brooks. 40 million albums sold, 42 top 10, uh, top 10 country hits, 42 of them. The guy just cranked out the hits, and he's in the Songwriter Hall of Fame, 62 years old. Joining me now, Kevin Martell from the 980C Jammy Newsroom, also uh, has been known to appear at Craven. I, I believe he's been there a couple of times, for sure. Yeah, 2017 it looks to be the most recent performance he had. And, you know, going through his set list, you, you know, you talk about all the hits he has, he does have... A, just a lot. I mean, you're going. I'm going through them this morning, just kind of revisiting a lot of the, his hits. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I cannot look at a red solo cup now. A red cup without always singing that song. It it is. I annoy myself doing it all the time, but it's because of Toby Keith. Well, and he knows a thing or two about songwriting. He's in the Songwriting Hall of Fame. 42 top 10 hits. Uh, he was doing something right for sure, and he was 62 years old. Uh, his wife of 40 years, three kids, he leaves behind, but uh, also that legacy of music that uh, even you, <laughs> a guy who's not a big country fan, no, you know a yeah. lot of his hits. For it, sure. It's Toby Keith after all. Well, what a remarkable uh, weather pattern I missed last week, Kevin. Yeah, welcome back, Greg. Good to have you back. Um, normally when, yeah, when you go down to, well, somewhere tropical, in your case, kind of over and down to 
Why? I mean, it's you want to get away from the minus 50, the, the heavy snowfall. You missed a fantastic week here. Well, buddy. and uh, <laughs> yeah, remember before I left, I said to you, I'm almost happy it's going to be mild. I didn't know it was going to be 21 degrees. But <laughs> it was 25 Creek. in Hawaii that day, by the way. <laughs> the Maple Creek was 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I said to you before, I'm, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. It's warm enough. We shouldn't have any problems whatsoever flying because when it's miserably cold, everyone has a problem. Nope, coming home. Still had problems. 10-hour delay. Oh. Flight gets canceled. Mechanical issues. You just sit in the airport. Thankfully, we had a friend that we could go visit and get out of the airport for a while. But you really do need a buffer day on almost on, you know, uh, certainly before you come uh, when you get home, which is why you took yesterday off as well, because you didn't know. Uh, Right. And by the way. Uh, I was on the Screaming Baby Express both ways, right? That there, I could not believe how many babies were on board uh, on the way there and back from Hawaii. But to that issue, families with babies. I'm stuck at the airport for ten hours after a six hour, six and a half hour flight from Hawaii. It's it's miserable. It used to be WestJet was the one, you know. Everyone dumped on Air Canada, WestJet, their savior. Uh, they're not. <laughs> These last few years, I've been uh, uh, by both airlines. It's really a gamble to fly with anybody now. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And you sit in an airport and you notice you're not the only one delayed because of the Calgary airport where were we. There was just chaos. There were so many cancellations. I don't know. And it was mild. It was crazy. Okay, Kevin, I'm done my rant. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening here. Okay, so teachers, here's what we know. Today's a full school day, right? Yeah, normal day today. And then tomorrow, rotating strikes across the province. However, that does not impact Regina tomorrow. This is mainly Saskatoon schools that will see teachers and students out of the classroom tomorrow. And then Thursday, and this is province-wide, so this will impact Regina, but supervision, lunchtime supervision. STF says they're, they're pulling that. And so what we're seeing from the two major school divisions in Regina public, class will be out at noon for elementary students and one for high school students. Regina Catholic, eh, we don't have as much information from them, hard times. They say end times will be different depending on the school, but the division didn't say much more on what those times will be. So ho- we're hoping to learn more information on the Catholic side uh, here in the coming days. Kevin Martell from the 980 CJME Newsroom at 657. searching for new Here's my man, Jelly Roll, who uh, was on the red carpet of the Grammy Sunday night, nominated. He did not win for Best New Artist, but he did once again inspire with his words. I know you know his story of drugs and serving time. It's pretty well known and documented. And he knows he's a late bloomer, but on the red carpet, he said it can happen for anyone, no matter where they are in life. I used to make the mistake of making almost permanent decisions based on little snapshots of what was happening in my life. And I can promise people that I'm standing here as an almost 40-year-old man nominated for New Artist of the Year. And if I don't tell you nothing that changes the way you feel, I promise you tomorrow's better. I promise you there's something on the other side of this. You've just got to fight through whatever you're going through. I just thank God that I continue to do that. Man, I'd have never guessed I'd have been there. Some people are late bloomers, baby, and here we stand. He can always pump you up in the morning. <laughs> you can take a few of his speeches if you ever need to get yourself up and at him in the morning. Just listen to Jelly Roll speeches. Just Google him. He's got a ton of, a ton of those out there. Uh, he 
like so many other country artists are recognizing the influence of Toby Keith, who uh, has passed away after a two-year-long battle with stomach cancer. He was 62. And uh, through the 90s, he owned it. 42 top 10 country hits and sold more than 40 million albums. It was in a 2005 interview that Toby said he's accomplished pretty much all he has ever wanted to. Musically, I have no goals left. I've accomplished everything. I mean, uh, when this album ships double platinum Tuesday, we'll be pushing, headed for 30 million. So the only thing I have left to do is just longevity. So my heroes are Hag and Willie and those guys. So they've been around three or four decades. I've been around one. So hopefully four more decades from now, we'll be sitting here saying, you know, I told you so. Toby Keith from 2005, and uh, he certainly knew a thing or two about songwriting. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He died at the age of 62, uh, leaving behind three kids and uh, his wife of 40 years as well. Journey to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here for a moment. New head coach Corey Mace just saw using social media to say, I'm doing what I can to create a winning club here. What's going on, Rider Nation? We're we're busy at it. We've been we've been working hard, making calls, still going. Window opened yesterday and uh, we've been staying busy and continue to work, try to put together the best team possible to have you guys come and pack this place up, give you something to cheer about. That's Corey Mace, and that window that opened up seems to be uh, Jermarcus Hardrick. That is the word. Now, here's what's going on. CFL free agency negotiation window is open right now, which means the, the Bombers can still talk to Hardrick about an extension. But he will return to the Riders from uh, the looks of things because the Bombers do have a lot of heavyweights. Oliveira being one that they've got to resign, And so this this seems to be uh, making sense. Of course, uh, the Green Zone and our very own Justin Dunk on the Green Zone uh, confirming that, uh, yeah, he's back. He was with the Riders in 2015, but then signed with the Bombers the next season. So it's nice to have him on the offensive line. And there are many who are uh, looking forward to seeing what might happen at running back. I know the Green Zone will continually... Follow the CFL free agency uh, negotiations week as it unravels here and keep you up to date themselves. But uh, that's a big move. Nice to have uh, him return to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Tonight's the night. It's going to be Tonight's the night, baby. Tonight's the night. Evan Bray joining me here. We'll get to the Oilers in a sec. Is tonight the night? Tonight's the (laughs) night. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, for sure it is. Well, uh, thank you for being there for Kevin. Well, you know, Kevin and I, I didn't want you to worry about a thing. Kevin and I had, but we held down the fort while you were away. Kevin sat in this chair as he does when I am away. And uh, you said he did a lousy job. That's not what I heard from <laughs> That others. is not what I so, said, Greg. Don't but, get but me I in trouble. Thank Kevin Bartell. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a vacation is great. You're it, tanned it, up this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. had a great time. That's my second opportunity in Hawaii. We took the whole family, the kids and 
Had a great time. It's rainy season, though. So the first day we land, it's kind of cloudy, windy, and a sprinkle here and there. It's Hawaiian showers, right? So they yes. don't last too long. But the sun eventually uh, came out on day two, and it was a great week. And my skin is, well, as you can tell, peeling beautifully. Looking like morning. you've been hanging around Maple Creek for the last two weeks. <laughs> well, that was the odd thing, right? Uh, you know, I see that on Twitter. I'm on the beach in Hawaii. It's 25 degrees. Why are you the on Twitter day. on the beach on Hawaii? you're scrolling. There's an addiction problem here. Here sometimes when it comes to social media. Okay. But yeah, and uh, plus I had a few texts of people bragging about how warm it was back home. You know, yes. You'll be happy to know, too, my flight was delayed a good 10 I heard hours that. Uh, coming back uh, from Hawaii in Calgary. Flying sucks. You yeah. really, yeah, you, it you, does. There's no two ways around it. I haven't it. heard anyone tell me a great story of success flying these days. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't want to get too deep into that. I want to talk about the Oilers because <laughs> you're a part time fan of the oil. Can I just quickly say the Islanders won last night? We beat the Leafs 3 2. Uh, well, that's precious time off of my time right now that you just <laughs> okay, took there. Go so back let's get to back the to my Oilers. Okay. Will they tie it? Make it 17 I tonight so. in I'm Las root, Vegas. I'm rooting for them, Greg. I want them, to, I want them to win tonight. I want them to make your birthday this Friday a special night when they break the record. Did you tell me you're taking me out for dinner on Friday? I told you I will. <laughs> I'll give you a call when the game's over. <laughs> yes, yes. If they win tonight, they don't play again until Friday in Anaheim, and that would be a chance to to go past 17. But this is going to be a tough game, right? They're back. Both clubs, you can't say, oh, the All-Star break might affect it. Both clubs were off. Um, and the Knights, this is going to be difficult, right? Because they're five points points up on uh, mm-hmm. the, the oil in this, and the oil have five games in hand. This is a playoff the, game. The oil. I love your pet name, the oil. Ooh, you know, we, you don't work at the force anymore. And <laughs> you say that, you don't get started on me. Uh, anyhow, I, I say the Oilers are going to win, and yes, it will be a beautiful birthday party on Friday night with uh, you watching. Yes. Yeah, with me, of course. So look, um, let's get serious for a moment here. What is going on? I will utilize what you know from your police days with London, Ontario, and the police reopening this investigation. A lot of people trying to wrap their head around this. How? Um, wh- where was the evidence that they have now yeah. when they were investigating? The I, first I think time? that's the big question, and it was very frustrating. I watched that entire press uh, conference yesterday, and very, very frustrating. Forty-four minutes of sorry, we can't tell you that. I'd like you. That's a good question, but unfortunately, I can't give you the answer. That's pretty frustrating. Um, I've got some thoughts on that. I'm actually going to ha- interview uh, right after eight thirty one of the uh, reporters that was at the press conference, the uh, Canadian press reporter. So we'll uh, we'll have a chat with her, and then we'll talk a little bit about potentially what new evidence could have come forward, or what would have changed from that first investigation to this last. They really have only said what they they said. There's paper, audio, and visual evidence. Mm-hmm that the crowd is presenting now and uh, they're going to April 30th, I think is the next date. But yeah, it seems like someone dropped the ball here. Yeah. And and what is this? Jamie and I had alluded to this yesterday that uh, there was uh, London, Ontario police. Do they have a bad rap? For well, there there was back in 2017. I don't know if you remember the Globe and Mail had done that piece on unfounded sexual assaults, and there were a few locations in Canada where they were 
kind of the pinnacle of this problem and how they were handling it as a police service. London police was, was one of the ones that was criticized in that. So, you know, I, I think that's probably what people are speculating on. The chief seemed pretty confident that when the news comes out as to why he couldn't tell that we would understand, uh, but it's still tough to take his word for it, right? When we were wanting to desperately know what changed, why couldn't you have laid a charge the first time? Okay, more on that coming up. What else you got on your show? Uh, Brian Zinchuk stopping by. So Brian is uh, kind of the expert when it comes to the oil, gas, and energy sector. Uh, there is a push for us to go to double our electrical grid, of course, getting set for whether it's electric vehicles or just a change in the, the power and energy that we deliver. So uh, Brian is going to talk to us about the feasibility of that. Are you going to ask him about the Oilers? <laughs> <laughs> Always back to the Oilers. <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you, Evan. We'll see you back here at 830.